what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode, Shout It Out Loud cast, episode 16. This one we're calling The Real Kiss Alive 4. We'll get into that title later. But for now, let me say hello to my uh, kiss partner, uh, Tommy. How the hell you doing over there? Hey, what's up there, fruitcake? What's going uh, on? Not a much, buddy. It has been one busy, busy, busy week. It's been one Boutros, Boutros, <laughs> Boutros, 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 golly week. Nah, it's, um, only, it's only Wednesday, but it's been a long, busy week. Yeah, third Wednesday in a third Wednesday in a row recording here. Yeah, we got crazy shit going on in our lives these days. Um, so we usually tape on Thursdays. Um, yep. Tommy brought this up first, but I had to uh, agree we can't tape tomorrow. Why can't you tape tomorrow? Because I'm taking my son to the early premiere of Avengers Endgame. Are you wearing your Wonder Woman outfit? First of all, Wonder Woman is DC, <laughs> not Marvel. So oh, then, you should be then so DC's you should be, better. Oh, so right you there. Be fired. DC's uh, better right there. As if we weren't big enough dorks for having a kiss podcast. Now a fight over superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> Fake hot superheroes that we'll never get. Um, yes. Uh, that's all I know. I'm a, I, I like DC better. I don't know. That's just me. I always, you can't talk superheroes without saying the king of superheroes is Superman. That's how I look at it. No. Nobody in any universe, anything like that, or superhero kind of world is supposed to be better than him, right? Yep, but the superhero, the Superman movies all suck. <laughs> Except for Superman 2, the oh, best. What, Love Superman, Superman 2. Is that Superman 2 electric boogaloo? <laughs> Superman 2 with the guy with the unibrow? <laughs> <laughs> that guy was awesome. Um, and uh, what's the name? It was awesome. The guy from Young Guns oh. who gets killed. He was awesome as Zod. Brutal. Oh, I love that movie. I thought it was awesome. Um, anyway, so you're seeing uh, the Avengers. Yep. Cool. And, th- and then what are you doing while I'm like, while I'm at the uh, Avengers? Uh, I got to do some <laughs> stretching. I got to tape up my stick. I got to get ready for game one of the Eastern Conference semifinal hockey game, the Bruins versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Uh, I am season ticket holder. The Bruins been one since 2001. We... Um, um, I've been, I, I go. So now the playoffs are every other night. So yep. if I'm not at the games, I am watching them in there every other night. So when the Bruins have gone on long playoff runs, like they did in 11 and 13 and other years, it's, it's like a two and a half month process. You feel like you're on the team. Oh yeah. I'm going to the games in Boston. I'm by the time I'm getting home. It's not till midnight and stuff. So here's an exciting, exciting day that I've had the last 24 or so hours. I had a nice colonoscopy done, Tom. I had that yesterday morning. All right. I got up for my colonoscopy, made it to the Bruins game. Um, didn't get home to about one o'clock, stayed up, watched the highlights till three, got up, went to court in New Bedford, then went from there to Worcester, picked up my daughter, made tacos, and then got ready, got my hair cut. This is why we're so late tonight. Now I'm ready to tape my kiss episode with you well it's a good thing you had your tacos after the colonoscopy <laughs> you want to hear something funny <laughs> the lady's like listen honey 
when you're in that room, when you're done, we're not going to let you go until you let out that air. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? She's like, you got to let that gas out, honey, or we're not going to let you leave. I'm like, so I have to, f- like, fart? And she's like, yeah, baby, don't worry. There's nothing left in you. It's not going to smell. I'm like, how fucking fun is that room to be in? That room must be, like, the, the best room for all the nurses. Plus, what? nothing sexier than a nurse telling you you got to fart, right? I can remember waking up in the recovery room. The lady's like, honey, you got to let one go, honey. It's like tapping me. You got to let it go. Or you're not going to leave. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to. I'm scared. I like poop myself if I push too hard. I fucking like pretended like I did so I can get the fuck out of there. What you in the meantime, it? my stomach is like I felt like the guy from Total Recall, Total Recall, <laughs> the fucking guys crawling out of Arnold's stomach. That's what I felt was going on. The second my poor brother had to drive me, the second I got home into my bathroom, I let a bomb go. And you would think, like, holy fuck. I think the neighbors upstairs were like, what the fuck is that? Oh it was like God. it was like the burping that Ogre did, but it came oh out the other end. <laughs> ogre, you asshole. Uh, ogre, you asshole. Ogre. Yeah, it was like that. It was <laughs> awful. Meanwhile, um, yeah, it's hockey season. Uh, all you kiss hockey fans, and uh, I'm rooting for the Bruins, as 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 you guys may know. And uh, until then, we're going to be talking uh, kiss and hockey. And you know why? Why is kiss involved in this Bruins run? What? Because it's time to go cup crazy? <laughs> no. Do you remember when they used to do that shit? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because so my seats are pretty there. I'm three rows from the bench. I'm next to the players when they come out. Yeah. So I high five them. Uh, I'm like the Dennis Drinkwater of the Bruins game. <laughs> you, My friends will text me and spot me. I was getting texts last night. Hey, saw you singing the national anthem um, because you're right on the screen. Yeah. And because of that. They played the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm not going to get to too much details, but they played them three in the last three. Since 2013, they played them twice, three times. All game sevens, all at home, all Bruins wins. The first one was when they were down, the big one, 4-1 in the third period, and they scored three unanswered goals. Went to overtime, and Patrice Bergeron scored. I came from work. I had a white button-down shirt. And there's a big picture. It's in the Herald of me with my arms up, raised like a V. I look like the fucking guy from the the Red Sox. Remember the the the, oh, the cop the in the, cop in the, bu- in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look like that. Yeah. Um. Ever since then, the doc, who's the doc of the Bruins, who's the doc of the Patriots and the Red Sox, he sits in front of me. Oh, okay. Every big game, he turns back. Where's your white shirt? Where's oh. your white? Shirt? I mean, I was known as the white shirt guy because I wore oh, that. Oh my god! So nice. I wore it for different series. I wore that the whole series when they went to the cup and lost to the Blackhawks. Yeah. So. Obviously, that run luck ran ran out. So I wear something to these games until I lose. I was wearing something they wouldn't win. They're wearing something they wouldn't. I put on my Kiss Army shirt oh. underneath my bull, blue pullover because I'm not going to be that much of a tool wearing the Kiss Army shirt at the hockey end. But I wore it, and they won. Okay. I wore it on the game that I watched at home, too. They won. There you go. Kiss Army shirt is the lucky shirt of the Bruins. Okay. That's where I was going with this long roundabout. Stick Anyways. With stick with it. 
Yeah, I am going to stick with it. And yeah. I think you should wear a Kiss Army shirt so that you can hope, like, if you're rooting for Iron Man, that he doesn't die or something, right? <laughs> Kiss Army shirt is your lucky fucking thing for you. All right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyways, back to Kiss World. What is going on in Kiss World? Tommy, fill us in. Well, a couple, couple interviews this week that we want to talk about. Um. Let's start off with the interesting one. Um, Mitch LaFon, who, if you're listening to us, I'm sure you follow Mitch on Twitter. Um, hopefully you subscribe to his podcast. He does great rock interviews every week with all kinds of uh, great rock personalities. Yeah. This week, it was Vinny Vincent. Oh, dear God. God bless Mitch. Vinny Vincent could talk a dog off a meat wagon. Talk about <laughs> diarrhea. That guy, wow. I mean, there's so much to say. First of all, Zeus, you heard it too, correct? I did. I did. Um, I I think in order for Mitch to get him on, and I'm speaking for myself, I don't know, Mitch, if, if that's true, but in order to get him on, I bet you he had certain criteria. Don't ask me this. Don't ask me this. If I talk about this, let me talk about it. Don't yep. interrupt. Because Mitch kind of let him go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was all over the place. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really too much follow-up questions. They weren't like, wait a minute. When he started going into the gene stuff, yep. wait a minute. You come to a show. From what we know, he got paid to come to Gene's vault show. You yep. come in late and you come – I had a bad vibe about this. Yeah, I had a I had to pull the car over on the ride to the vault thing to, to to ask myself why am I doing this? No, he was driving somebody in his Uber, and the guy said, "Hey, buddy, on the way, can you drop me off over here?" Because he has nothing, no career, nothing going on. Yeah, he, take the money and shut your mouth and be happy. Yeah, if, if one thing one thing you learned from listening to that interview, he you just talk, you just he's just a. He's just a troubled man. I mean, he's just he's just delusional. He's delusional. He he's he's delusional, and he's also extremely he's narcissistic as well. I mean, like the, at the beginning, he was talking because um, Mitch was talking to him about the upcoming Speedball Jam event in June that we talked about last week, and Vinny was saying how uh, you know you know everybody's saying oh it's going to be canceled it's going to be canceled, and then Vinny goes on this tirade about. Fuck you, you fucking moron. If you think this event's going to get canceled, fuck you. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, what? Like, that's how you do an interview with somebody? Like, you're, you're calling us fucking morons because we think you're going to cancel this event like you've canceled everything I else? I don't need this stuff. I yeah. don't. If I feel like there's going to be a black cloud or some sort of unbelievable, yeah. I, I don't need it. I only want positivity. Dude, you positively suck. Yeah. What are you talking about? You miss shit left and right. You've been sued a million times. You've fucked over not just people that like your music, your diehard fans, you fucked them over. Yeah. So excuse us if you don't fucking, you know, we have some uh, reservations whether you're going to show up. What you should be saying is like, look, you know, some of this stuff has been exaggerated. Some of them has been not my fault, but there've been some stuff that I've gone through personally that has not allowed me to make certain events. I'm going to make up for that. And I feel like I have my life in order and I'm not surrounded by other people that are bringing me down. So this is my first step to prove it to you that you'll see. 
come to the show, I will be there. Yeah, and I'm ins- telling you that. Instead of doing that, he blamed the promoter for the cancellations yeah, back course. in February. Yeah. And do you remember how um, gracious he was towards Gene and them before? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he used to be like, you know, be bygones be bygones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love them. You know, I know. It's just made up. Oh, it's not that bad. And then he was like, they kicked me. They didn't need to. They were like spending thousands of dollars to run me over. That's my money. Dude. He went on. He, he fucking lick it up. Did not lick it up was not hysteria. How much money do you right. expect to make from it? You fucking asshole. He went on. He went on <laughs> some. Come on. He went on crazy he, he was comparing he was comparing meeting gene at the vault experience and what gene did to him he said it's the equivalent of if someone murders your child in shaking their hand really <laughs> really Vinny? it's what my music really what what gene did to you was the equivalent of someone murdering your <laughs> child are you out of, <laughs> what and then he kept saying then then he went on this other end about it's not really justice. It's it's right or wrong. It's it's who has the it's who has the most money. Even the judges are involved because it's the good old boy network. I'm like, dude, now you are now you you're the no, train is it's off. It's called be get an attorney, you fuckhead. Listen, well, I I'm in the industry. Okay, let me just give you guys a little secret. I'm yeah, in the ahead. industry. Okay, I'm not one of these fucking. I'm an attorney, and you're something. You're something below me. Right. There are a ton of that. I see it. Oh, you're an attorney, but you're not at this firm. You're a nobody to me. Believe me, I know there are asshole attorneys out there and they're, you know, they unfortunately get a lot of press and and stuff. However, the court system is set up purposely so that lay people cannot use it. They don't want lay people in there to fucking tie up shit left there. Nope. Pass it back to them. Nope, you didn't do the form right. Nope, didn't do the fucking form. And tie up the court system with stupid shit. So they make it purposely difficult so that you need to have an attorney to represent yourself. When I listen to him, I don't need the attorney. I can do it myself. Yeah, dickhead. You're going to sue Kiss for copyright infringement and all that other shit and beat them on your own because they didn't do a good job. Then I hired this attorney and they didn't do a good job. And I didn't... Dude, they're all doing it on contingency basis. You were probably saying to them, do this, this, that. And they're like, listen, buddy, we're only going to make this much money if we win. And I'm only going to get this much cut. You want me to spend fucking hours and hours and hours and hours of billable time that I'm not getting paid for. And I would never recover, even if we do win, to work on this case for you? Get a fucking life, buddy. I don't have the time to do that shit. You do because you have nothing going on in your life. So they're probably like, fuck off. And then he probably go, oh, I, I can do it myself. I know the facts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was side out. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, he kept he kept saying, yeah, I represented. I did it myself because I knew what I was talking about. I knew what was going on. And, and as he's telling this story, I'm like, how, like you like you just said, Zeus, how, how much money and, and with everything that's going on in Kiss and with G, you think Gene is getting into a pissing match with Vinny over this money that involving like, I mean, I'm like they I'm, talk about Tommy. You don't punch down. Exactly. Why is Gene going to get in the mud to fucking Exactly. Punch? Like, are you kidding? Gene has got a fucking, like, weed fucking company going. He's peddling soda pop. That, that's Gene Simmons' money bag soda. <laughs> He's not going to fucking haggle with the guy who works for Uber half half fucking nights. Yeah, it was just, it, it was just awful. It, it, it was, and, and, and one, one other a couple other quick things that Vinny said that this was great. He was talking about making, uh, you know, recording music. 
And then the, his little quip about using drum machines. Oh, yeah. yeah. Having a drum machine. It, it's like sexual intercourse when I'm recording music. Well, wait a minute. What? 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 He he went on a rant that's saying with myself, he said a drum machine provides an atmosphere of the recording and of the music that a real drummer can't provide, that it's sexual. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you, this is like listening to like a, a clinical therapy session with a fucking <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> no real rocker musician that I can think of has ever said, nah, nah, nah don't give me a drummer. Just bring a drum machine. Has anybody yeah, ever and then, said and then that? And then, and then compare that drum machine to sexual intercourse. Unbelievable. And, and, then, and then he, then he went on, then he went on another rant about, then he went on another rant about how he has recordings of everything. He has recordings of revenge, all the, um, uh, uh, just all, all lick it up, creatures of the night, all this stuff. It was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's just, and he's just crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I and I mean. Mitch, God bless him. He did, you know, he's he's a professional. He's an interviewer. Um, and like you said, there were probably some contingencies involved where he let Vinny kind of run wild. Um, and he he certainly did run wild. So yeah, my favorite comment after all this was our, our buddy was it Jack Broad? Yeah, yeah, doesn't, yeah. He, doesn't he sound a lot like Jack Torse from the Jerky Boys? <laughs> I know. Um, hi, is the Fat Muffin Man there? Fat Muffin Man. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm the biggest one here. I hope that's not me. Yeah, that's that's Jack Tours. Oh, and yeah. Do you guys sell those machines that fire the balls? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, good, he's good he's one, ridiculous. Jack. I love that. He, and, and I tell you right now, I would love to see what happens in, with this speedball gym if this thing even friggin' happens. Because I'll tell you right now, if it doesn't happen. Oh, the only speedball is going to be speedball in his mouth. He's going to be ball bagging some guy. <laughs> his own speedballs. Oh, oh. Fuck. All right. Man. So that's enough of Vinny. Fuck what him. So, so that's, that's him. Then we talked about our buddy, Paul Stanley, who was yes. on with um, Dan Rather on Access TV, yeah, right? The big interview. The big interview. Access TV, yeah, great channel. If you don't have if you don't have Access TV, because it's awesome, rock documentaries, rock interviews, concerts. I don't know how the hell Dan Rather got on there, but because yeah, when I, I will tell you this: I saw the Gene interview. I had real high hopes for this Paul one. Uh, I was let down, buddy. Well, it, here's the thing: for people like me and you, like I watched it with my wife, okay, and she's she's a Kiss fan. She knows Paul Stanley, but she doesn't know all the ins and outs of Paul like we do. She she enjoyed the interview. She thought it was, you know, again, for for people, for us, it was we had heard all of it before. We had heard the story about his childhood, about his ear, the deformity, the troubles that he had growing up. You know, yeah, we read his book. I, yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. And, and, and he's doing the rounds to promote the new book, um, which interestingly, Dan Rather didn't even really bring up. So maybe he wasn't promoting the book because At the, the interview, time he probably wasn't written. It was before right. the concert tour. Yeah, so was, right. Yeah, that's true. But he talked about his art. Um I mean, it was it is what it is. I mean, I think it was just a general Paul Stanley overview type thing. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you know, Paul always sounds very enlightened. Yeah. And you can tell he's been in therapy. He loves therapy. He talks like he's been in therapy. Oh, he totally. has a lot of those, yeah. you know, uh, old. It, 
Aesop's fables and yeah, he gets uh, yeah, he gets he gets very introspective, very poetic with his words and phrasing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I love listening to Paul because I think he's fun. I just wish they would get into stuff that nobody gets into. I've heard about all that stuff. Jeans was a little bit more personal because he. I mean, Gene was almost in tears talking about his mother and his love for his, that. Even if you weren't a Kiss fan, you saw that. You saw a side of him that you're like, wow. I yeah. can. And then Gene went in because he gave his philosophy about rock. And I love when I hear Gene talk about it. Right yeah. or wrong, he's got an opinion and he shares it. Um, Paul laughs at Gene sometimes about, you know, and he was kind of mocking him again as usual. Yeah, take what he says with a grain of salt, which, which I think is a lot more insulting than he do- he thinks it's not, but I think oh, it's insulting. Well, well, Paul, say, yeah, I don't listen to him. He's full of shit. Well, Paul, Paul is Paul's very good at being very passive aggressive. Uh, to Gene, absolutely, oh, totally. I totally. mean, I love the joke. I think it's funny. I can see his ego from here. Yeah, and Gene would laugh at that and stuff. But there are times, and I, and I think Gene gets a lot more personal about his affection for Tom, totally for, for paul totally he talks like he's yep. my brother i don't have any other brothers whereas paul's like yeah he's not perfect but he, yeah. he i've got a respect for him like he doesn't open up and is like i love him well, i was just like, gonna say he I doesn't was- get that and i think i think that might be a lot and of course we're reading into this i think a lot of that might be just you know paul went to Gene grew up in a very, very loving house. Yeah. One mother, that's it. Paul grew up with a sister, parents, and look at the difference. Well, I think think that relationship with family is probably the difference is why Gene is so, you know, if it makes, doesn't it make you like him in the band and, and like give you a sense of pride hearing how Gene talks about Paul, like, Look at that friendship. It's admirable. Yeah, Gene Gene is very emotional and very per- Paul when Paul talks um he's very it seems like he's very cold and scripted, very unemotional. I know that some of his phrasing might be like might sound emotional, but I think it's very I think it's very scripted like you said it's He thinks it's a, no no, I just think he thinks a lot more before he speaks. That well, right? Because I think he doesn't want to open up. He wants to be. He's very guarded, and he doesn't exactly. want. To, and he doesn't want. It, whereas Gene, Gene just speaks from the heart. He'll let it out, and he's very. Yeah, he's, and sometimes he's, he, and that's to his detriment. Exactly. Yeah. That, that. Right. That's true. But that's why Paul also talks in a lot of cliches and 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 you know, kind of you know, poetic little phrasings and etc. Because he doesn't want to say anything. He wants. To, he likes to speak like in generic, like hallmark card type terminologies yeah. and you, you know? know what else i noticed too is this was before they started the tour do you see here hear his answer about the other guys joining oh totally yeah it's not the same right because yep. yep. this it was did. done a while ago this interview yeah it was, it was done like, before the well, yeah why wouldn't it? there wasn't one part of that that says you know they had their chance or you know no you know they can have a small it was like open-ended yep Right, I, but, but I also change. I think they talked to him more about it, and those guys were probably like, "This is our offer," and he's like, "You know what? Fuck it, you're not coming." Yeah, you're right. At the time of the interview, I think the conversations probably weren't 
you know, really what either that or Paul was kind of being a businessman and didn't want to say anything detrimental on an interview with Dan Rather. He was like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to close the door. Who knows? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like he was open to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought I mean, again, I just was expecting more. Yeah. You know, I wasn't I wasn't because I wasn't because I know Paul doesn't give more. Yeah, but the difference was I really liked Dan Rather's interview with Gene. And those out there, yeah. go listen to it. It's on YouTube, but you can find it out there. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, a great interview with Gene. Yeah. So I, I the last that. thing I wanted to bring up was um, I see Gene is mentioning his vault again. Go ahead. Yeah, the on the cruise, mm-hmm. the vault. The, he's doing the vault on the cruise. Yeah, guess what? It's not fucking included in the cruise. It's another two grand. Get honestly, get the fuck out of here. I love Gene. I love Kiss. But their fans are going to afford it. Listen, he does it to where he's going to be. So what's the difference for those guys? Because you're already paying to get on the cruise. I could. I'm not saying to give the vault experience away for free. I'm not saying it's free. But two thousand dollars when you've already paid to get on the cruise. Come on, man. No, it's there are people that do those experiences. They have the money. That's fine. They, they don't have a problem with it. There are people that make way over six figures. They're like, you know what? I don't have a problem. No, no, no. Five I'm to not, ten thousand dollars on something. No, no, I'm not talking about people's personal incomes. I'm not talking about the how much money you have. I'm, I'm so talking about if, if he's going to be in the same place, because a part of the vault experience is that he can only pick it. In certain cities, and you have to meet there. So, because he's not going to fucking go to every city to hawk this. So, he'll do, I'll be in New Jersey, and everybody in the New Jersey area can meet me here for one day. So, he's going to have a ton of KISS fans in one spot. I can do the KISS vault experience there. What, why not? I didn't say why not. I just said for $2,000, it's a fucking joke. And you know me, I do not bitch about, KISS has gotten so much of my my own money <laughs> that I, I very rarely bitch about what they charge for things. But why do you have was, a problem if he does the Kiss Vault in New York, but you don't have a problem if you have a problem if he does it on the boat? No, 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 no. You know, I, I, no, I, I, I don't have a problem with him doing it on the boat. I have a problem with him charging an additional two thousand dollars for it. That's that's my yeah, problem. Yeah, but then it means that everybody on the boat would be getting the vault. No, no, no. He doesn't. No. Listen, it doesn't. I'm not saying it has to be free. Have it on the boat. Have it be an an additional cruise experience. $2,000, you're already, people are already paying fucking $5,000 to get on the goddamn boat with you. It's not that expensive. It's not no. as, two, but people can get on the boat for two grand. So it's not yeah. 5000 But I'm just saying, if they, if people are willing to spend it, I bet you he'll do better on the cruise than he does those other events that he has. Of course he will. More, you know, he will. Centralize, centralize in that spot. Right. I agree. Oh, it's, so, br- it's more it's more brilliant marketing by Gene. He's got a captive audience on the boat. Hey, yeah, you know, so it's, it's smart. It's smart. I like the older. I mean, the experience that was being sold of meet Gene in the vault with the makeup after the concert. That was that would have been awesome. What happened with that? Is that still? I ha- think he just. I think the logistics of it. He couldn't okay. do it after the meet and greets and all that. And then that's a separate from the band stuff. Right, right. And then he wants to do a Gene Simmons vault. I think they were like, yeah. you know, there was just too much legit. Well, you know, hey, we, we got to fucking turn off the lights. Gene's yeah, still there hawking his vault to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. We got to help this guy put it in his car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ace, get over here. Help this guy get the vault in the car. 
Yeah, but, you know, the Kiss Cruise, the cruise is awesome. Our buddy Jericho's got his cruise coming up, too, with wrestlers, music. Oh, look, I love love Jericho. You know me and how I feel. You're not a wrestling guy anymore. I'm not a wrestling guy, but I'm a Jericho, but I'm a Jericho guy. Getting on a cruise with a bunch of wrestling fans, I would probably launch myself over. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, they're Kiss fans. That's the same group. It's not the same. The same group of hockey fans, wrestling fans, and and fucking metal fans. They're all the same. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm not a ra- I'm not you, a wrestling. If fan. you don't agree, I got my <laughs> Jericho circa 1990 wrestling action figure. It's not a doll. <laughs> action figure. Your friggin' G.I. Jericho doll. <laughs> yeah, right here. And he'll beat you up. Look at the fucking abs on Jericho back then, huh? Oh, oh man. Smokes. Now we're playing Anyways. now we're playing with fucking toys on the show. A <laughs> <Our> toy. <laughs> action figure. Um getting back to our main topic of discussion. Uh-oh. We are gonna talk about something that uh we've done in the past. We did a The Real Kiss Alive 3. And what did we do for The Real Kiss Alive 3? And explain it. And then let's talk about Kiss Alive, The Real Kiss Alive 4, which we're doing today. Yeah, so uh, The Real Alive 3. So what we did was Alive 1 came out after the first three albums. Alive 2 came out after the next three albums. And then Alive 3 didn't come out until after Revenge. So Zeus and I said, well, what if Kiss stayed on the same schedule where, you know, every third release they did an an Alive album? So Alive 3 was encompassed side four of Alive 2, all four solo albums. We count that as one because they came out on the same date. And then Dynasty, that was Alive Alive 3. Um, That was pretty cool. So staying with that, we're doing Alive 4, which – would never fucking happen based on these albums. <laughs> <laughs> but this includes unmasked music from the elder and original tracks off of killers. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine back then, or even like before they did the kiss makeup and did the reunion tour? Yeah. If someone, Hey guys, Let's release this album from fucking The Elder, Unmasked, and Killers. Us, Kiss Fanatics, the people on the cruise, the people listening to a Kiss podcast are probably like, yeah, let's dissect this. Let's break it down. That's how we are, guys. We're right with you, right? Yep. But in the real world, someone would be like, what What the fuck is it? Who's the marketing genius that came up with this album? Dude, if, if, if this came out, this was that the Kiss couldn't have gotten arrested in 1981, let alone put out a fucking live oh, We're album. talking 82 by now with Killers. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. 82, 82. Right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Could you imagine? Oh, we got to release another live album. Of what? Oh, we got songs from The Elder? Uh, we got songs from Unmasked, dude. Well, like, I think for the fun of it is just coming up with this. They, so, well, first of all, they couldn't have released a live album because they didn't freaking tour for these albums. Yeah, well, they could in Europe or Australia. Yeah, she, she's from Niagara Falls. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> yeah. That's my. That's Kiss's personal private business, Tom. Well, um, so we came up with a 15-track live <laughs> album made up of 
the greatest hits off of. Okay, you can't even say this on a straight face. Unmask the Elder and Killers. So we're going to go track by track, 15 songs. Tommy's got an album. I've got an album. Um, we'll go through it, dissect it, play the songs from it, try not to laugh, um, and then uh, tell us how uh, insane we are for coming up with this subject. Well, first of all, so this would have come out, you said 82, right? This would have been 82. Right. Right. <laughs> So, so you would have had, so Eric Carr would have been the drummer. Ace would have still been in the band. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. All right. That's what makes this unique fellas. Right. This would be the Ace in makeup, the Fox in makeup. Yep. Gene and Paul in makeup. How cool would that been? Oh, it would have been freaking awesome. That era. To come would up have been with awesome. a live album and, of that. And I think the closest thing that we would get to this is that those videos you see on Kissology, what was it, Fridays? That clip yeah. show, that clip where they, it shows them doing I, um, mm-hmm. what the, the hell? Oath. The Oath. I'm sorry, The Oath. Yep. Oh, you see yep. the stuff that you, you did, they, the tour they did in 1980 where they went in Australia and all that stuff? Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you t- so you're right. This would have been Ace and uh, Eric in the makeup, so it would have been pretty kick-ass. Well- Tommy, I started last week's episode. Okay. So why don't we start with you? Okay. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Tell me how your Kiss Alive <laughs> 4 opens up. All right. Well, to me, this is actually pretty easy um, because I think it, it – all right. I'll just say it right now. So Alive 4 for me would open up with the oath. Really? Yeah, because musically speaking, I think it's a kick-ass rock song. Yeah, I think well, it has a – I agree with you. Let's I, I, hear it. Okay.
All right. You opened up with the oath. Go ahead. You were going to say. Um, so I think musically, especially that intro, I think it's got a great intro for an opener. You know, I'm sure at this time, then really not doing you wanted the best. You got the best. <laughs> you wanted the. <laughs> You wanted the best? Well, you got the elder, so. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted some guys that could play some songs. Well, all right, these guys can play. But I've always always said that musically, I think the Oath is an absolutely kick-ass rock song. Paul's falsetto kind of screws it all up, but. Um, I think it would be I think it would be a good opener. I, I think it's a cool rock song. I think it's got a like I said, I think that intro is a good opener type song. Okay. well, this is how. My Kiss Alive 4 would start. Try not to laugh after fanfare starts the concert. Try not to laugh. (laughs) Then we would go into the oath. I had the oath as my opening track. Why on earth would you open up a show with fucking fanfare? Because it's still part of like. Mr. Roboto type of fucking theme they're trying to do with the elder. Oh, that's what my ass was doing after that colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that would have sounded better if you just got up in front of the mic and just blew ass for the fucking fanfare. Oh man, <laughs> that's how my concert was started. However, we both had the oath. Isn't okay. that funny? Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Start off strong, buddy. I'm with you on it. So yeah. far, I think we got the crowd hooked. Now, if we started a concert right now and told Kiss you're performing over here in Boston at the Garden, open up with this. They might be like, get the fuck out of here. But the crowd would be like, are you shitting me? Oh, yeah. Especially when you hear that. Absolutely go nuts. Yeah, when you hear that opening riff, I mean, that's a kick-ass intro to a song. Great song. Yeah. Where All do you right. go from there? Number two. Okay. All right. So we get we open with the oath. We turn the microphone over to Gene with this one. Thank you. 
So off of Unmasked, we bring in Naked City. Good song. Kind of slow it down a little bit, but, you know, kind of turn the microphone back, you know, over to Gene. We'll kind of do a little bit of back and forth with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I look, I, I'm on the record. I love Unmasked. I know it has some soft stuff on there, um, but I think Naked City is a, a, a cool song. And again, they got to push these songs. This is all they got for this album. Yeah. So, yeah, I know people are like, where the fuck is Shout Out Loud? Not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not on this live album. Nope. So, unlike you, I went to this as my number two. down on your knees oh okay i always like to think my kiss concerts i did it on the last real kiss alive three that the first two songs or maybe three depends paul always sings and they get right into it yep and then after the second song it's gonna be you know they're gonna go the oath down on your knees and then you go to doom bombs go off and then paul goes how you doing boston and then all 15 people in the audience at this concert <laughs> respond. Stop throwing fucking bottle rockets at them. Um, yeah, I go to Down on Your Knees. Love the song. Yeah. Good little beat to it. It is a good song. And, you know, that's when Paul was in control. and It was just Paul's solo albums, really. Yep. His gene was in La La Land. Yep. Uh, down on Your Knees. Great tune. Okay. So that's my number two. Where are you going for three? All right, so we're going to continue to pass the microphone around. Um, so after Naked City with Gene, pass the Dutchie to the right. You please, say? I'd ra- I, honestly, I'd probably rather hear that in the set list. What's that song that Philbo used to? Was that it? What pass the Dutchie by Musical Youth? <laughs> was that what he used to listen to in college? Probably, I don't remember. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Go ahead. All right, so we pass the microphone over. From Gene over here, and our third song is this one. When I see a girl, you turn my head, you make me dizzy. I get a good vibration. When I look into your big blue eyes, I start to quiver and shake. I get a strange sensation. When you walk by me, you strut around. 
So we stick with Unmasked. That's Ace with Talk to Me. So three songs, three different lead singers. Are you cheating? No. That's my number three. Well, first of all, the odds of us getting this right are pretty good. Since it's like <laughs> yeah, but the order. The okay. order. Okay. Okay. Go on. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, look, uh, again, I'm on record. Let's I, talk I, about Talk to Me. <laughs> I love Unmasked. What? And, what? All I want is a little conversation. Oh, I like the Ace songs on that album. I know lyric. I know Torpedo Girl has stupid lyrics. I know they're all stupid, li- but I, I think talk <laughs> Say that to me- again with a straight face. What? I like Torpedo Girl. <laughs> is that? It? I mean, I've been wondering it before we even get it that song. Is that a slang? Was somebody called the Torpedo Girl? Like she goes down or something? Was the Torpedo Girl? Honestly, it's funny you say that because if you look at the lyrics, yeah, it's like. Like, I don't understand what he's talking about. What does that mean? <laughs> well, she's kind of glad. Right. Like, I mean, I was in the suds and swimming around. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> so, I mean, maybe he just had a colonoscopy. Torpedo girl, drop the deuce. <laughs> she's worth a deuce. <laughs> she just dropped a deuce in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right <laughs> reel it in <laughs> it's just floating behind me oh man that torpedo girl what the fuck all right here we go what the fuck what the hell is wrong with me oh, <laughs> i have I had a feeling. I had a feeling this episode was going to lose its shit because of what we're talking about. It's a shit face. It's a fucking island. It's a fucking 250 pound deuce girl. Fucking drops a loose deuce. Was this a great song? It's called Torpedo Girl. Wait, was this the same island where Gene tried to have him killed? <laughs> I'm thinking about that. That's how they were going to murder him. Yeah. Torpedo girl. We're going to drop a torpedo on Oh, my on God. Him. I got to stop. I got to get back on track. All right. All right. All right. Oh, my God. I'm fucking in tears here, boys. I'm sorry. I know oh. you guys are probably like, what the fuck is he laughing about? Oh. Uh, all right. This is what I have to talk to me. <laughs> all right. So we both had talk to me at number three. Correct. Okay. So uh, back to me at number four. All right. 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 So we're going to pass the microphone. See the man. We're just going to pass the microphone around here. Yep. Um, All right. So we're going to continue number four with this one.
more from Unmasked. Paul with Is That You? Love that song. Cats drooling on the bar stool. What do you think that lyric is about? But that, I know, I've heard that many times. He didn't even write that song. Exactly. It's a cover. Right. Yeah. So why is that like, oh, he's taking shots at Peter Chris? Well, because in my, my opinion here, I don't think a lot of people know that's a cover. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I've heard it both ways. So like, oh, that, why do they do a cover? I don't know. But well, maybe well, that wasn't the real lyric. I don't know. And they changed it. Okay, t- look, technically speaking, that's a cover, okay? But yeah. in, in but in my world of covers, if you if you've never heard of the original, it's not a cover. Yeah. Okay? It, it's not it's not like uh, you know, like when Van Halen did you really got me. That's a cover. Cuz people yeah. knew the original. No no one ever knew that is that you was a freaking cover. No one knows. Yeah, and if someone's like, "Hey, some no-name musicians playing something with you," right. and you write it like all of P- Peter's songs are fucking really written by somebody else, and he throws in a lyric and he gets right. a writing credit and says, "Oh, I wrote this song with so and so." The guy had that song five years ago, right? You right. Know? And also yeah. now it's yours. But so, what do you got? What do you got? That's number, number four. four for you. Yeah. Number four for me. I will stick. To the same album, Unmasked, since I only have three choices. And I'm going to go to Gene. This is when Gene finally takes the mic. So Gene is going to sing Naked City. Okay. Now, the problem I have is my concert starts off hot with the oath, then rocking to down on your knees. Talk to me. All right. Ace, take the mic. Now I'm Naked City. He's like, okay, it's all right. A little groovy. I get a feeling people are starting to sit down in my concert at this point. It's, but I'm it's going a, Naked City. It's a t- yeah, I mean it's a tough mix of of it's a tough mix. But my next song is going to get people back up on their feet if they started snoozing during Is That You because Go my ahead. my fifth song is this one. Killers, I'm a legend tonight. Oh, great song. Like it. Yep. Yeah. Like I, like I said in our overrated, underrated episode, I think these original tracks off Killers are tremendously underrated. I think I'm a legend tonight. Could have could have been a hit, but they just got buried on Killers. They never went anywhere. Yep. So I, hear you, I think that'll kind of get everybody back and back alive for a little bit. I hear you. What, so, do you, what, do you, what do you got? I'm on number five. Yep. So number five to me. 
I go back just like you, but one later, is that you? So okay. that's where I'm at. All right. Six to you. So my number six, we're going to slow it down a little bit. Maybe uh, sing this one for the ladies. of unmasked shandy i know they gotta play it it was pretty much their only hit off of that album not pretty much it was the only hit. it was pretty much reserved for australia um yeah you know sucks uh, i i know but it was a hit it was you know it was kind of a hit so that was my that was my six yeah that was my six shandy okay my number six it's a little duet action Paul 
action. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that that's that song is semi tolerable for me off the elder. Yep. I like it. Only yep. you. All right. Speaking of the elder, I'm gonna go with this one. Um yeah, let's play it and then we'll talk. I never said I was more than I am. Do what I want, I don't give a damn. So weak, you know it makes me ill Don't like you now, it probably never will You cheat and lie And wonder why you can't sleep at night You're not well Or Mr. Blackwell All right. So off the elder, Mr. Blackwell, this is where this is where Gene is going to come in and do his blood spitting demon stuff. Because the beginning of the song with that little bass intro that would be extended so that he can do his little blood spitting thing. And then he would kick into Mr. Blackwell. I I will tell you right now, I got the elder. Elder came out in what, 81. Mm -hmm. I was I was eight years old. I got the cassette. Wasn't a huge fan of the album. You had the original elder. I had the cassette. Yeah, I got it. Yep. How the hell did you get the elder? You were still into kiss then? Yeah. The elder was pretty much the end of it for me, to be honest with you. I don't even remember. I remember when I got back into kiss, I was like, what the fuck? Is that a real album? The elder? Cause they don't yep. have it. Any, any of the record stores I would go and never see it. Yeah. So I thought it was just a make believe album. No. And, and, and the thing I like about the thing I like about that song, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good demon song for Gene. Again, it gets buried in the elder. Nobody gives yeah. a shit about that album. But I thought it was a pretty good demon song. Kind of has like the like when you, when he's singing. There's like two different levels of vocals. There's like the deep Gene and the high Gene. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I think it's a pretty cool song. And I think that's what where they they would throw in the blood spit and all that garbage. Yep, that's me. All right. So when Gene is sitting there and his own family was laughing at him and his own blood piss and stuff on the big screen, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go into. My number seven song, this. Yeah, Tommy. 
I found out, yes, I found out what makes this CD suck. Oh, stop it. That's a great song. Come on. That's a great song. That's all right. Oh, come on. I, I had to fill up 15 tracks. I know. Right. I know. All right. So that's what's going to go on my number seven. Okay. So after Mr. after Mr. Blackwell, we're going to lighten the mood a little bit here. We're going to get a little funky with this next one. Ooh. As it seems from Unmasked, Paul Stanley's version of Copacabana, pretty much. That's a, oh. as I call this, it's as shitty as it seems. Oh, yes. Come on, man. I lo- So uh, all jokes aside, are you generally, generally speaking, are you not a fan of Unmasked? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I, there's no. certain songs I don't like. Okay. All right. So um, my number eight. Is the girl that took a dump in the ocean while Ace is swimming? <laughs> Hit it. Man battle station torpedo. Man battle station torpedo. girl um that's my number eight song i that's a song where i i enjoy the lyrics are obviously ridiculous but i don't know you you could you could tell that they were throwing a bone to ace he had three songs off dynasty they give him all these songs on unmasked they were trying to keep him happy um what's that wet 
Yeah, exactly. Come on, get your feet wet. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Speaking of Ace, we got this one coming up it was next. Ace. We got this one next. Number nine. One of my all-time favorite, most underrated Ace solos. Nice, Love, like that song. Starts wow. off, starts off with a with the Jaws theme for some stupid reason. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't get that, but yeah, uh, no, it's a cool song. I like that's another song I've always liked off that album too. So that's your number nine, Dark Light. Yeah. Well, we already played this. 
My number nine, and I put the exact same thing as you, it was Mr. Blackwell, Gene Blood. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to put this in there, but I needed a song to do Gene Blood. Exactly. And it wasn't going to work with Naked City. So um, that's the closest thing to the demon. So I, think I put it, Mr. Blackwell in there. I yeah. think it's a pretty demon-ish song. I do. I mean, it's, right. not a, it's not a great one, but... Call me Booger. Exactly. Call me Blackwell. <laughs> All right. Booger. <laughs> well, speaking of Mr. Blackwell, we're going to go from the demon to this. without heroes gotta play it huge hit huge video ridiculous video um okay i'll be let, let me stop you go ahead it wasn't a huge hit it wasn't a huge video well, the song okay. sucks and we are saying that because it was a video and um compared to the rest of the shit out there i guess it was a hit that's what but I meant. It didn't chart. It didn't no. do anything. Song what sucks. The in, video sucks. In comparison, take that tear and make the fucking uh, please the rest of the kiss fucking army stop crying by stop playing this awful song. In that's how I feel. Go ahead. In comparison to what was going on in the kiss world at that time, that was a big hit with a big video. And <laughs> big hit. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all they had. That's all they. That's all they had. All right. You know, that was it. So number 10 for you, A World Without Heroes. Yep. My number 10 is Dark Light. And I don't know if you mentioned this, but Dark Light is my solo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't mention that. That would have been mine as well. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. what I figured. That's yep. when Ace does his solo. So I yep. would say Dark Light guitar solo. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yep. Agreed. So then let's go to your number 11. Okay. So after everybody is in tears from World Without Heroes. Yep. We're going to get the party started a little bit more again. So we're going to play this one.
off unmasked tomorrow what maybe the greatest song off of unmasked awesome pop hit great tune oh how can you that is such a oh it's a great it's a great song that might be the best song on the album oh god how how can you not like tomorrow because i have taste oh god the song sucks this is why we do this show people so we can get into arguments over tomorrow off of unmasked tomorrow please oh. play this tomorrow don't play it today how's We're gonna that fall in love tomorrow tomorrow oh oh is that the one that said but it's not your style is that that I song i don't even oh. know <laughs> i don't even freaking know it's not my style or your style whatever the fuck he says um number 11 for me the best song on unmasked right and i would prefer if they could play the demo version of this from the box set but they don't they play your all that i want jeans version off of unmasked the uh, best song on unmasked that song is absolute garbage <laughs> <laughs> garbage oh that song's awesome oh you're all that i want oh the, the best part of that song is when paul jumps in at the end just starts screaming yeah, You're good job. Yeah, yeah. And I think Gene looks at him like, motherfucker, that's my song. Why are you jumping? Because you're not around, fuckhead. Someone's got to do it. That's the, you, what he said. But but the, you're right. The demo version is actually pretty good on the box set. It's just like a groovy song. I yeah. feel like it's just, and it's weird because, you know, Gene wasn't singing about love. He was singing about lust. But right. that's a, like a love song. Like he's pouring his heart out to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, not very realistic for him, but I like it. Yeah, no, you're right. And just like we talk about this all the time, Peter Chris can have a good album. And I can respect, even though I'm shitting on it, I can respect that you like Tomorrow and you like Easy As It Seemed, okay? But they're not Kiss songs. Oh, I agree. You're All That I Want is not a Kiss song. Correct. But it's really good. Correct. Peter Chris's album is not a Kiss album, but it's good. Yep. You know, would I joke if it wasn't tomorrow and easy as it seems? Yeah, it's not. They're not as bad. It's just it just don't fit. And there's too many of those. Um, I don't know, because I know Paul can do those songs. I guess Gene and Peter, uh, you know, I don't really I don't put it by him. I don't you know. It's OK that they put that shit out of it. But I know Paul's best is better than tomorrow. He can really put some rockers out. It's just not style to be doing that shit. I think I think he it has, was, the you know. I think it was the production. I think, I, I mean, that's why I come back. Like, all right, I love Dynasty, and I, I love I Was Made for Loving You. I love this, the album version. But when they play that live, like the version, like on a live three, when they turn that into like a rock song, I think if Can't they compare that, 
I was made for loving you is way better than any I know, no, no, song. but what I, what I mean what I mean by is I would, like, I, I would like to hear like tomorrow live, like like and not off the studio recording. Do you know what I mean? Just to see if they could give it any balls. Probably not, but who knows? Paul should sing it on his solo tours or something, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. So let's All go right. to number twelve. All right. So you picked this one uh, earlier. So my number twelve is down on your knees. That's my it's 12. funny how I know you've been going first, but, you know, I'm copying a lot of your stuff or you're putting yourself earlier than mine. Yeah. But finally pick something that I picked yep. already. Yep. Good song, right? Uh, it's a great song. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Killers. Good four songs on that album. Yeah. So my number 12, you've already played it. I'm a legend tonight. I don't know where else I was going to go with this. So I said drum solo somewhere in the middle of that song. Okay. I don't yeah, know why, but. yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, that's true. All right. So thirteen. So thirteen for me is my fake ending. Okay, fake right. ending. My fake ending, and to appease him, they're gonna they're gonna let the show fake end with this one. That's right. Ace sings them out with two sides of the coin. Yep. All right. So I guess I don't have to do my fake ending then. No way. We picked our intro the same. We picked our fake ending the same. Holy yep. shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, lyrically, it might be a little silly, but I think it's got a cool. I think it's got an awesome chorus. I, 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 and like I don't it. know if it's bigger or better maybe because there's that podcast, three sides of the coin. <laughs> makes us think. But back in 1982, I don't know if this song had. More of a of a, a liking to it. I, yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, I put two sides of the coin. I think it's more rocking yeah. than talk to me or torpedo girl. Oh yeah, totally right. Yeah. And and I've already played the harder rocking songs, really somewhat. Yep. Um, so I ended this yeah with two sides of the coin fake ending. So so that so all right. So that was your thirteenth then. Correct. So you're only going to have two songs in your encore like me. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting because I'm wondering if we're going to have the exact same things because there's two huge songs that neither one of us have picked yet. Yeah. Just a boy in Odyssey. <laughs> Go ahead. You're up first. 14. Uh, What's your encore? All right. You so my let encore, us leave. I was, I was actually going to have this song be the opener, but I couldn't have anything topple the oath. So yep. this one is going to kick off the encore. Yeah. 
one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs. I had it in the final four of Makeup Madness. That is nowhere to run. Absolutely, to this day, still love that song. Top to bottom, front to back, I love Nowhere to Run. Maybe a top 10 Kiss song for me. Oh, oh easily. Easily. And um, that's my 14. Yeah. It, it, the, 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 the way the intro, it's got one of the best choruses. I mean, like, like you said, and I think, I think you said last week in our Paul episode, Paul can write a hook. He can write a chorus. Yeah, he knows it. And this one has that. And, and it pisses me off that this was buried on Killers because you put this on any other album, huge hit, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm well, with you on it. Nowhere to run. Yeah. Rock. Yep. So I think it's pretty obvious what we're closing the show with. Yep. Um, there's only one hit, quote unquote, that we have left. Um, so I think it's What's pretty obvious. song? Yeah. It's, uh, well, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's play it. Off of the Elder, another song, great musical. Um, you know, we've talked about it in the past with the with the silliness, with the little Elvis interlude there. But um, I don't need no money. I don't oh. need no money. But it's but I, the I love the way the song begins. The the drums, the guitar. It's an awesome song. It, it really is. I mean, the lyrics are a little silly. Um, but I think that's the song. You know, that, that that's another one they tried to make it into a hit. Obviously didn't work, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like it. I still find myself listening to it, kind of cringing a little bit, throw parts of it. Um, but I, I think that's what they're going to close with. Obviously, you you pick the same thing. Yeah, I, I just think it's inspiring. It lifts you up. The two of them going back and forth. I think it's got a little bit shouted out loudish yep. kind of anthemish kind of stuff. Um, I think I would be a great way to end. And I believe it's, isn't it the end of the elder? Yes. So leaving on a good note, you start with the oath, badass, even though the oath is not really chronologically the way to go, but I think they opened it with it. Yep. And you end with I. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe that we picked the, that, that, that order was almost identical. Those last three songs. I think we knew that the filler was the filler. 
Yeah. And I think you come in strong with the first song and you end the last three songs, the stronger rock songs. Yep. Right. Now, were there any, were there any other kind of like, if you kind of look through unmasked or the elder, was there anything? Yeah. That you were looking like break, break it down like album wise on what you, what was going to make the cut? What didn't make okay. the cut for you? So let me take a look for me. Okay. Shandy, get the fuck out of here tomorrow. Get the fuck out of here. She's so European. Get the fuck out of here. Easy as it seems. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm not putting those in. You tell me about you, what you didn't put in. No, I put Shandy in there only because it, it, it was a semi popular song for them. Your prerogative. Go ahead. Um, what so did I pick that I picked. I didn't. I did not have what makes the world go round. I did not have She's So European. I did not have Torpedo Girl, and I did not have You're All That I Want. Um, I, you I had, had Naked City, right? Talk I did have Naked. Now. I had Naked City. Yep. Yep. Okay. okay. Um, the Elder. The you didn't only, have Fanfare. Oh, God. The only song off The Elder that I didn't have that I was going to have was Only You, but I couldn't find a place to kind of fit it in there. So I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I pulled that out and threw something else off of Unmasked. I, I kind of contemplated the world without heroes. I'm just like, it's just stupid. I'm not going to put it in. I know. I know it's a guy. And the same thing with Shandy. This is, but this is my personal album. So I'm not putting Shandy in my album. I'm not right. putting world without heroes. Um, I was thinking about seriously putting in under the rose. Yeah. Have all of them come sing together. The chorus. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be like people are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And if you threw it in there, if you could make it kind of like a trippy kind of a Pink Floydish kind of part of the concert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. It's um, true. I was thinking about something like that, and the other part was I was thinking about what if you opened up with Escape from the Island and just did a friggin' intro like that. Why or not? That might be a little bit of the guitar solo or the drum solo. Yeah, why I was not? thinking of how to do that. Maybe that would be the drum solo. Play Escape from the Island and just cut off into a drum solo. Yeah, I think because the, I think the focus of this imaginary album would have been the Elder. I think that would have been, that would have been yeah. the theme. That would have been the theme of the tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't pick Just a Boy. Obviously, I didn't put Odyssey in there. Um, I think you put a couple in there, but did you put in? You didn't have only you, did you? I did not. Nope. Um, we both had Mr. Blackwell, Dark Light. Um, I had World Without had Heroes. I and the Oath. Yeah, and I had World Without Heroes. You did not. You had World Without Heroes, yep. Yep. And then um, um, we both did three out of four. Yeah, Partners in Crime was the only one that didn't make the cut. That almost made the cut for me. I, that's the weakest of the four off Killers, Yeah, in my but opinion. I think it's okay. I think it's not bad. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad song. Yeah. Um, I just, like, yeah. do I want another Paul song in here? And I was thinking about it. I'm like... I got to give Gene some representation. I've got four ace songs. What what hurts this too is there's no there's no drummer songs. No, 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 yeah, Eric didn't sing. Yeah, so and Peter's gone by now. So right, right. There are no drummer songs in this. Yep. So now let me ask you: read yours off, and I'm going to read mine first. Would you buy this CD if you saw Kiss Alive Four? Fanfare, The Oath, Down on Your Knees, Talk to Me, Naked City, Is That You, Only You, What Makes the World Go Round, Torpedo Girl, Mr. Blackwell, Dark Light, You're All That I Want, I'm a Legend Tonight, Two Sides of the Coin, Nowhere to Run, and I. Yours? 
The Oath, Naked City, Talk to Me, Is That You? I'm a legend tonight. Shandy, Mr. Blackwell, Easy As It Seems, Dark Light, World Without Heroes, Tomorrow, Down On Your Knees, Two Sides of the Coin, Nowhere to Run, and I. Now, I would buy that because <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, w- I, do. I would run out and buy that next week, especially if there was live versions of these songs. That's what Holy I'm shit. That's what I mean. That's oh that's my why God. That's why those clip th- that clip off of Kissology that shows them singing "I and the Oat." That that I think their costumes were awesome during the Elder period, except for the yeah. short haircuts. Yeah. But I thought I thought they looked badass. Some of those photo shoots. Oh, they they I thought they looked awesome. They just fucked it up with the Elder because everybody was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. No, I, I I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. Um. So that's our album. Yeah. Right. Guys, tell us what you think. We'll put a poll up. Tell us whose album you think is better. Give us your album. 15 songs Good from luck. those three albums. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Tell us if you can do better. There's not really much to choose from. And what you would put in. What order would you put it in? All that stuff matters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah again, because... Because when because when we when we do these imaginary alive albums, we are taking into account the the set list order, like you know the opener, the closer, the Gene Blood, the you know we're, we're taking into account the flow, yeah. You know? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we probably should have put a when does Paul fly across the stage? I found out. Oh God, <laughs> I, well, I don't think he does. Tonight, maybe. Uh, and then he's stuck out there until nowhere to run. I don't and know. He's, and he's stuck out there while everybody's throwing popcorn at him. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> get, get me out of here. <laughs> Flying through the air like Indiana Jones escaping a boulder coming after him. Oh, mercy. Oh. Brutal. Anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed that topic. It's a uh, fun one. We, we we like we always say we like to have fun. We don't want to just we don't, we don't want to just talk about you know basic simple kiss stuff. Every once in a while we like to do something fun like an imaginary alive four. You know that's right. So, so yeah, that's our alive four guys. Now we are going to go to questions. Tom, you got All anything right. for us? Yeah, we got a couple. So this is from Facebook. Our Italian uh, little Italian fellow there, uh, David Zanet. Or Zanette, forgive me for uh, saying it wrong. So this is a good one. What is your all-time favorite costume of all Kiss eras, all characters? You can only pick one. Not one for each, just one total. Oh, shit. Exactly. Um, hmm. Maybe I would guess. Don't say it. What? Uh, uh, no, uh, go ahead. I'll see if you can go ahead. I would probably say Peter Chris Destroyer. Oh, okay, okay. I don't okay. like the fucking uh, like the fucking gun thing he has on Love Gun with the X on his chest. I, okay. I like I I like the the friggin' arrow coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was afraid you were gonna say Peter's Dynasty costume. I don't. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I was going to say Dynasty for the group was I my love, favorite. Oh, I love I it. I fucking love it. The colors were fucking sticking out. They yep. had the capes. Yep. Paul had the fucking purple and the like the one that looked like it was torn. Yep. Just watch friggin' sure know something that video. We and tell me that's not the coolest thing of all fucking time. Yep. 
Agreed. Agreed. Peter just looks super cool. He's got the fucking earring. He's just bopping back and forth and fucking. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, oh, God. <laughs> All right, so so for me it's it's for me it's easily Gene during Love Gun. That's easy for me. Close second would be Gene Dynasty when he yeah. had those giant Godzilla boots or whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck he was wearing. Like that yeah. like you said those Dynasty costumes are just absolutely epic. Yep. So yep. good. Good All one. Right, so that, that so that's a good Thank one. you David. Thank, thank you David. Uh so then we got one from uh, one of our newer listeners our buddy Aaron Jones. This comes off of Twitter. Yeah. Um, and he sent me a picture of the back album covers for Dynasty, Love Gun, and Unmasked. Now, I still have my Dynasty LP, and I still have my Love Gun LP. And he asked a good question. He said, why are the track listings on the back cover of the LPs different than the order of the tracks on the records? Good question. I, I never had the albums. I always, by the time I started getting back into, I mean, I had them. I lost the albums when I was a little kid. Yeah. When I got back into Kiss, I was buying cassettes. Yep. So, like, the, like for example, the order on the, the back of Love Gun, the order, the, the album, according to the back of it, it opens with Love Gun. It ends with Hooligan. <laughs> you know, Then She Kissed Me is in the middle of the, of the album. Wow. Um, so, with this particular question here, okay. Right. I had to um, what I call phone a friend, if we could say. So our resident kiss guru, Mr. Bob Nash, who we're going to have to have him on the show sometime and pick his brain. So I I, was awesome. Bob. Yeah, I reached out to him um, because I truly could not find anything anywhere. All the books, everything. I couldn't find anything. I said, Somebody's going to know it's going to be Bob. And lo and behold, he knew. So I, I, I sent him a, a screenshot that uh, Aaron sent us. And I said, Bob, help me out. What's going on here? And he said, back then, Casablanca Records used um, record pressing plants from all over the world. Okay. Those albums with the out of order songs, those were from the press plant in Israel. He knew he knew that just by looking at the picture, because I said to him, I said, I said, wow, I said, my my copy of of Love Gun, I, I, I got that in the United States. He's like, yeah, you bought it in the United States. The album was pressed and created overseas. That's why the song track listing is all out of whack. So I, I thought, again, Bob Nash comes to the rescue with an obscure kiss factoid. Um, wow. So, again, we thank Bob for uh, for the phone a friend on that one there, because I would have I had no clue on how to answer that one. Yeah, um, but it's, it's kind of, but go ahead. No, it's just it's just weird how that stuff happened. And, and when Aaron sent me that screenshot, I I, I again, I still I, I, I never had unmasked on LP, but I still have my dynasty record and I still have my love gun. And he's right. They're all out of whack. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Good question. And again, uh, Bob Nash, thank you. Cause, uh, that was yeah. a good one. That was a good one for sure. Well, that's because we have such cool, like followers, friends, and, uh, you know, interactions with our fans and listeners. I, I I'm still like, you know, I, I talked, we talk about all the time, how much fun it is to interact and the questions and the banter that we get. How about our buddy Daryl? Making another video for us. Daryl's the man. Daryl uh, Daryl Alber. Alber, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong. He he did a Peter Chris video for us. <laughs> he, he 
he he just made a gene one i've i've retweeted it it's on our twitter page he he takes some of our commentary from our episodes and turned them into videos and it is absolutely awesome awesome big shout out to him yeah so great and like zeus was saying you know if i've learned one thing from doing this podcast it's that kiss fans are just the best it's like you know Forgive me for getting a little corny here, but it, it, it is kind of like a family atmosphere. You know, we, we, we throw stuff out there on Facebook and Twitter. People love to interact, whether it's serious comments or joking or teasing about liking this or liking that or, you know, oh, I never saw that. That's cool. Just really cool stuff. And, you know, again, we say it every week. This is about Kiss. It's not about us. And the but fact it's not just Kiss. Yeah. It's also the Kiss podcast world. Right. How many yeah. of the KISS podcasters out there have we interacted with that yeah. have been helpful, Go that ahead. have been fun, have been friendly with us, and vice versa? They, nobody looks at it competition. They don't look nope. at it as a brotherhood. Um, so we, you know, the guys over at um, Pod of Thunder have been very kind to us. Um, the guys over at Podcast Rock City. Um, I'll give a for instance. So we had Sonny on our show. It was great. Uh, Sonny did a great job. Um, it's been very helpful, interacts with us and stuff. He introduced us with Steve and Michael from Grown Up Rock Podcast, his uh, partner there. And, uh, you know, we had some tech questions. You know, Stephen doesn't know us from the hole in the wall. He sits there and he blocks out a, a, a time for us and gives me a couple hours of his time to help me with all the tech stuff for this podcast. You know, he didn't have to do that. And, it goes a long way and it restores our faith in humanity, but more more or less in rock, in kiss, in podcast world. So, you know, obviously if I could ever return the favor, we could. You know, anybody that listens to us, I'm sure you guys have heard of Sonny Pooney and Podcast Rock City and uh, Growing Up Rock and things like that. Um, give them a listen. They definitely deserve it. I'm big fans of theirs. And, uh, you know, and big thank you and shout out goes to Steven and Sonny for helping us out. Um, you know, I'm going to give it because I do most of the tech work. Tommy does a lot of the social media stuff. And uh, Steven was a big help to me. So um, thank you, Steven. And um, much appreciated. Uh, and shout out goes out to everybody out there that's helped us along the way. But I got to take us back. And to tell you about our podcast, you got to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podomatic, um, Podchaser. Yep. Um, You can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us questions. We had a nice email the other day from someone uh, that, you know, gave us a couple uh, comments and, you know, um, you know, words of encouragement and told us a couple, you know, great little uh, thoughts about our show. And it really, really it goes a long way. We love reading them. And um, so you can email us at shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. That's shoutitoutloudcastgmail.com. Uh, feel free to ask us questions. Feel free to go on any of those sites. If you can, give us one of those five-star child reviews so people can find our podcast and hopefully like us. If they don't. They suck. But we hope they will like us. Um, 
again, interact. As you can tell, we love to name drop you guys and interact with you guys. And it helps build the show and build a better community out there. That's my opinion. I think Tommy shares that, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, ditto with everything that Zeus just said. And, you know, and again, I just want to throw in my my uh, thank you words again for uh, Stephen Michael from Grown Up Rock for uh, just like Zeus said, just, you know, the uh, just a great guy to take some time out of his day to help two guys that he doesn't know at all. Um, and again, just, you know, the feedback, the interaction, it, it's fun. We're doing this for fun to take a break out of the chaos of whatever's going on in your life at your job. Take some time, have some fun, listen to us, shoot the shit about kiss, get online, ask us questions, get silly with us, you know, pictures, you know, whatever you got just to have fun. That's what we want. Um, and, and we love the feedback that we have so far. And we just, you know, as long as you guys are listening, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing it. So, um, you know, thank you. And, you know, continue to interact and stay in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Again, guys, thank you out there. So with that, Tom, famous last words. Oh, I don't know if these are famous. I'd like to say a word or two about the women we all seem to know. They're all around us. They're everywhere. You meet them this place and then meet them there. Well, I like to leave us on an uplifting note. And I know Gene loves to quote this, loves to throw this out. If he loves to quote this and throw this out, I don't know why he doesn't sing the fucking song. (laughs) And this is how we ended our show. Don't need to get wasted. It only holds me down. I just need a will of my own and the balls to stand alone. That hurts. On that note, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you, everybody. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 